This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Well, hey, everybody, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Working Girl. I am Ginger Minge. And I'm Trinity the Tuck. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you've been listening, you've been listening for a while and, you know, God bless you. <laughs> yeah, please keep listening. Share it. If you love it, send it to your best friend. If you hate it, send it to your worst enemy. We don't care. <laughs> we'll take the view where we can get it. As long as you're listening, bitch. <laughs> now, speaking of listening. You know, we never would have gotten anywhere in our careers if we didn't listen to those who really kind of paved the road for us. I know. You're, t- you're talking about old people. Not old people. They are women of a certain age. And girl, we are inching our way. Girl, I'm right already there. there. I, I'm already there. There is like duct tape holding this up. Because... Girl, there are parts of you that are still illegal to touch. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right. <laughs> but, you know, there are some original parts. My kneecaps. Mm, well, those are the only thing I had done. Oh. I had my kneecaps done. I thought. You're like, you're, I, you're like I have no neck, so I don't want kneecaps. <laughs> exactly. Take them all out. <laughs> I want to look like a frozen butterball turkey. <laughs> but the, the the queens who paved the way for yes. us, who really made it possible for us to be successful and do the things that we do, we owe them a debt of gratitude. And on top of being like really awesome professional people, most of them are cool as shit. Yeah. And today we have one of the most iconic drag queens out there today. She today, yesterday, and tomorrow. She yes. paved the way and she's gonna push us down, run us over, and keep going long <laughs> after go. we're gone. And I'm super excited to have her. I am too. I mean, I've had her twice before. And uh wow. how, are, how are the Yelp reviews? <laughs> <laughs> Not great. Oh. <laughs> Not great. Um, but with a little bit of ointment from the clinic, everything cleared up just fine. <laughs> Ladies, gentlemen, and everyone in between, the one, the only, the iconic and legendary Miss Sherry Vine. Hi, ladies. How are you? Wonderful. You look great. You do. Thank you. I just woke up, rolled out of bed, little lip gloss. Yeah, you look like AARP Barbie. (laughs) Thank you. Oh my God, that is literally what I've been calling myself the past. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love it because, you know, I've, I've known you for, you know, probably like six or seven years now. We've worked together a lot and I keep getting older and saggier and I feel like Sherry just gets more and more beautiful and it makes me mad. Well, it's a lot of it's a lot of smoke and mirrors. I'm sure it's not. I'm sure there's plenty of fillers too. (laughs) You've seen the body, right? Yes, her legs. Uh, She has great legs, but she didn't even have her kneecaps done. (laughs) You know, I started wearing knee pads at a very young age, and so it's never been a problem. That's great. It's important to pad properly. (laughs) I never did my hips, but I've always done my knees. (laughs) 
That's great. That's just life advice. That's great. That's a great advice for all the queens out there. A lot of these new girls do not pad, which is fine, but definitely pad your knees if nothing else. That's how you'll get ahead or some head, whichever. I miss you both because I, Trinity and I not don't know each other very well. We just had like connected in a Delta lounge. Yes, oh. it was fun. At an airport. I was like, oh my gosh, she's so cool and fun. And Ginger, well, Ginger and I have done a lot together. And once you go to the Olive, I feel like once you go to the Olive Garden together, it's, you're bonded. But when you're there, you're family. Yes. Is that their slogan? That's their slogan. Oh, wow. We went to the one in Orlando. Uh huh. We went to the one that's right over in Millennia, right next oh, to the Mall of Millennia. The classy one. The classy the one. Classy it one. was me and Sherry and Jackie Beat. Oh, fun. That and must have been a a fun conversation. It was a fun conversation. And I think we petrified the poor boy who was our server that evening. <laughs> That's just normal wherever drag queens go. Well, and then Jackie just asking for more breadsticks in the most obscene of <laughs> <possible. laughs> Just kind of was the icing on top of the cake. <laughs> uh, well, how have you been doing through the pandemic with drag? I mean, I know like we're all in the same boat. It's, it's We're starting to see like the end of the tunnel. Finally, yeah. I mean, I can't, I, I cannot complain at all on any level. I mean, I moved to Los Angeles right before it started from New York City. And as much as I, New York, I was in New York for 30 years, so that's my home. But as much as I love it, I thank the universe that I was not there during this. Because I had, I lived in a room. Yeah. You know? I couldn't even really cook in the kitchen. I ordered or got takeout every meal, sitting on my bed, eating dinner. I mean, that's what I, that was New York. When I lived in New York, that's what I did too. I rented a room. And so it was the same kind of story. Like you lived within the confines of that teeny tiny one little room and you had to have everything brought in. Yes. I literally, literally lived in my bedroom. And so to be quarantined in a house with a pool, (laughs) was really like this blessing and it just made it a lot easier. And I also kind of like adapted and evolved super quick. Like Jackie and I were performing in Puerto Vallarta. We left a week early to come home. And the minute I realized, okay, this is not just gonna be two weeks. Yeah. Like Amazon ordering lights and microphones and sound equipment and green screens. We converted the living room into a studio and I was like, okay, we're doing online shows. Well, and the two of you were really like you were in that first group of queens that started pumping out digital content. Well, see, that's a, that's what I love about like you and Jackie Bead, and there's there's several others. Coco Peru. You, you you already write your own show, so this is kind of like that was kind of easy for you. Like you know, it's actually easier because you don't have to do drag from the waist down. You like I had, I had to put on heels. I did my first live audience show just like two weeks ago and I put on heels and my feet were like, bitch, we thought we were done. <laughs> <laughs> I did the same thing. So you and I, we, we both play Blanche in live stage productions of the Golden Girls. And I play Blanche in real life. <laughs> <laughs> but that's true. I can attest to that. There's a line of men out the door right now. <laughs> um, but I, we just had our, our first big 
um, performance since all of this happened this past weekend. And there I am running around backstage in those heels. And, you know, Blanche Devereaux, she, she wears her heels. Yeah, she's morning, noon, and night. And by the end of the first act, I was like, oh my God, oh, my ankles can't take it anymore. They're not used to this. Yeah. I felt like uh, like a piece of veal. <laughs> yeah, because that that's so sad. We're not going to talk about the process of veal. No, but, but that, I, can, I can totally get why you say that. <laughs> if you don't get the reference, just look up how veal is made. And you'll never eat meat again. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. That is hilarious. Yeah, my feet were kind of like, bitch, what's going on? But um, I, I had a good time doing the online stuff. And then once I got a taste of the live audience with the applause. Oh. Like, the first time I heard that applause, I was like, oh, all right. You're revived. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, now the thought of kind of doing an online show is not as, ex whatever. And let's just say I'm ready to go back to live audiences. For Absolutely. sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Out of the living room, but I was lucky. And then to get the green light on my variety show, I started writing that last May, exactly a year ago. So that took up all summer writing. And then um, September was like pre-production. We're recording in October. We are filming in November. And so that really um, used my time. And it was a huh. dream come true. Tell us about that. Like, it's uh, so fantastic. Tell us the name of it, where, where people can watch it. What's it about? Yeah, I mean, I'm... I did a variety show like eight years ago for Here TV called She's Living for This. And that's on Hulu now. Um, I don't own any of that at all. Like I have nothing to do. It's on Hulu. I don't have anything to do with it. But that was really like a dream come true. And then I started talking to Jacob at PEG probably like four years ago. Oh my gosh. About doing a new variety show that's not She's Living for This, that's different, but still the variety show format. And so Jacob worked so hard and got Out TV to green light it. So it's going to be on Out TV, partnered with Apple Plus, um, and it premieres May 25th, a week from today. And it's going to be, it's six episodes and it's very different than she's living for this, but still like Carol Burnett variety show format. I'm literally, was a, it's a dream. I moved to LA for it. Jacob, this would be so much easier if you were here. And I was like, that's all I needed to hear. And I'm like, I moved. Although that seems like famous words from Jacob and David. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, that's it. I'm like, I can't, I can't move right now. I'm very busy. I, I always, I mean, I've been talking about moving here for years and Jackie and I, when we started doing the Golden Girls and stuff in LA, I was coming back and forth and I was like, I need to move to LA. I just want a new chapter and the weather. And she's like, you're never going to leave New York. And, but then literally the minute Jacob said that, I was like, oh, that's it. That's all I needed to hear. That's the sign. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, everything happens in its season for its reason and its time. Yeah. I've always believed that. This so. is, like you said, this is a new chapter. You were you were born in Florida and then you you were raised where? Outside of in the suburbs of Baltimore. Yeah. So you've like kind of lived everywhere. I've lived in a lot of places because I went after, I grew up in Baltimore. So I lived there all of my youth. And then I went, I moved to LA to go to college. And then I moved to New York City. And I, in the 30 years I was in New York City, three of those years I lived in Berlin. 
Work. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was amazing. And I spent a year in Barcelona. So yeah, I've lived a lot of places and it was just all like amazing. And now I'm kind of like full circle. I feel like I'm back in LA doing the things that I really intended to do 30 years ago. Which was suck lots of uncut dick. Honey, serving the Armenian community. <laughs> okay, there's so much to unpack from everything that was just said. Uh, so I've known you for years. I feel like we're pretty close friends and I did not know you were born in Florida. Yeah, Gainesville. In Gainesville, which, you know, I so I'm from Lake County. I'm from Leesburg, which is right outside, uh, like it's just past Gainesville. You know, yeah. Y'all are a bunch minutes. of like white trash. I am so <laughs> glad I was not born in Florida, and I was born in Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> oh well, that is so interesting. But I want to really delve into it. So let's go to a word from our sponsors, and we'll dive into this when we get back. And we are back. You are listening to Working Girl with Ginger Minge and Trinity Latuck. My parents were students at the university. Oh, really? UAB or um, uh, UA? University of Florida. So it is oh. in Gainesville. Oh, in Gainesville. Yeah. Oh, That's how yeah. they met you. And then the they Florida got Florida Gators. Oh. Gators. Yeah. Wow. See, yeah, all my relatives are, my parents were both from Tampa and all of my, my parents are the only ones on both sides of the family that left Tampa. So everybody's still in Tampa. Do you still get back to Florida to visit family? I do not a lot, but uh, at least once a year. I mean, my dad's side of the family is Jewish and they're ex ultra liberal, democratic, gay friendly, like amazing. So they're Jewish, like my husband's family. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're very, very modern reformed Jews. And my mom's side of the family is Southern Baptist, like Jesus thumping, very different. Yeah, yes. that's where I grew up as. Me too. We, we literally, like my church that I, I grew up with was at the top of this mountain. Like, I'm not even kidding. It, mountain. It was like a really tall hill. Um, <laughs> and um, it was called New Lebanon Baptist Church. Girl, you had to go down a dirt road yeah. into some woods, honey. To get to this little bitty one room church, girl, it was, was white scary. and wooden. It's it was white. It's white and wooden. Yeah, that's the same with my church. Did they pour like spiders or snakes over themselves? No, that's Pentecostal. But oh, okay. but I have family members that are Pentecostal too. I've never <laughs> been to that Namyo Renge Kyo shit. I can't do all Namyo Renge Kyo. That's Buddhism. Oh, is it? Yeah, educating me. I'm not religious at all. I only know that because of Tina Turner. Tina Turner. Well, the, the Buddhism, Nam Yo Holding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I totally. thought that was like voodoo. No, that's a big part of the movie, girl. Watch it. Oh. <laughs> I'm not religious either. I mean, I'm I actually appreciate the rituals in the Jewish, like Passover and all of that. Like I love that part of it, but um, I yeah, I don't need to be a part of any organized religion. 
No. Well, and that's the thing with me. You know, I still, you know, I was born and raised Southern Baptist. So I have a lot of those ideals in my head, but I don't really um, conform to the, the teachings and the thinkings of the church. Yeah. I have my own relationship with my higher power. And, you know, I, 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 I'm cool and comfortable with my spirituality, right. but I had to leave the Southern Baptist Church because it was just too much. Were you born in Orlando? I was born in Leesburg, raised in Umatilla. Umatilla? Yeah. What <laughs> in the gay country ass is that? Exactly what you, you think it is. Umatilla. That sounds like they didn't know how to say armadillo, so they said Umatilla. <laughs> well, you said that you had to drive down the dirt road for the church. Girl, all of our roads were dirt roads. No, ma'am. They didn't even have names. You are cunt. Tree, fairy country. I remember my grandma sitting on the porch, the front porch, boiling peanuts. Yes, <laughs> and they're so delicious. I love boiled peanuts. I, I love, I, I love whenever I used to. That's one of my favorite childhood memories. We we lived in Birmingham. We would drive from Alabama to Florida, and we wouldn't take the main roads. We'd take the back roads yeah. and all these little huts on the side of the road that would have people that were selling like fresh fruit and, and boiled peanuts. Pecan pralines. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Everything was like homemade or like freshly picked out of their garden. Uh -huh. Oh yeah. We always had sweet tea in the refrigerator. Always. My mom would like, yo, you want a snack? And that would be like, she'd throw corn on the cob in the pot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, boil yeah. corn on the pot. And that's like just a snack. Uh-huh. I love well, that. And a lot of people don't understand, like the Yankees don't understand that um, sweet tea, everybody has a recipe for it. It's not just sugar and tea. Yeah. That is not what it is. No. There are full recipes. Every family has theirs and it is handed down from generation to generation. It, the, people think all sweet tea is the same. It is not the no. same. No. It is not the same. Mm -mm. You have to go to Birmingham and get you some Milo's sweet tea. I think they sell it in some stores at Walmart now. So it, that's a, that's from Birmingham. Yeah, if you don't get diabetes off of one sip, it is not sweet <laughs> tea. That I, shit should go down like cold syrup. <laughs> I, I love it because I don't drink soda and I don't even eat. You know. I'm like sugar free, but the minute I get off that plane, I'm like sweet tea, please. Yeah. Yep, sweet yeah. tea, add a little peach. I, I, would, I can't remember where I was the first time I ever went to a restaurant. It was not in the south. It was when I was traveling, and I asked for sweet tea, and they were like, "We don't have sweet tea here." I was like, "What?" <laughs> I moved to New York City. I sold everything and moved to New York when I was 18 years old. Like four days after my 18th birthday. And I got there and I sat down in a diner and they're like, what can I bring you to drink? I said, I'll have a sweet tea. And they looked at me like I had three heads. Like, what, <laughs> what is that? Do you want me to bring you a, an iced tea? Uh, yes, an iced tea. So they brought it, I was like, oh, oh what is this? That's so funny that it's like, it's, it's it, like the cultures, even in our own country are so different in different places. Yeah. Like even like when I went to Australia, I'm a very picky eater. When I went to Australia to a McDonald's there, I asked, I asked for a cheeseburger with pickles and cheese only. So I'm thinking, okay, great. Because one, I don't, Australian uh, ketchup does not taste like the ketchup in the U.S. It's so, sweeter. I don't know, but I don't like it. So, <laughs> um, so I ordered that. And when they brought it out, it literally was a bun with cheese and pickles. 
they didn't even put the meat in there. I was, <laughs> I was like, um, excuse me, where's my patty? He said, uh, you asked for, uh, he asked for a cheeseburger. Yeah, che- <laughs> cheese and pickles. Only. Cheese and pickles. There's no meat. I was like, that's, that's not what I meant. Oh, really a real where's the beef moment. Yeah, I, I like my meat. I'm a very, I have lots of food issues. I'm very, very selective, picky eater. Probably the I am too. Food. Surprisingly, for as large as I am, I have a lot of allergies, so um, I can't eat a lot of foods. When um, I go to McDonald's, I'm like, I just want the, the burger, like no bread, no cheese, no pickles, no ketchup, no nothing, just a plain a sandal that Jesus wore. How, how is that appetizing though? That cannot, that frozen meat, you know, meat in quotation marks. Well, yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't eat there, but that's just like how it would be. Like I get it. If I cook a turkey burger at home, then it's literally just the turkey burger and maybe some onion. Like you like season it. Hmm? Do you season it? Yes. Okay, at least you do that. I that I can't eat meat that's not seasoned. So let me tell y'all just a little story real quick. <laughs> so <laughs> I went on the keto diet. I did it for two months, had some success, whatever. My very first night that I wasn't able to cook at home, um, I was out of rehearsal and I got out of rehearsal so late that the only thing open was an Arby's. And I went through, I was like, oh, I can't have the sauce because of the sugar. I can't have the bun because of the carbs. So I ordered a pound of Arby's uh, thin sliced roast beef. Roast beef, yeah. It is the nastiest thing. You have to have, you have to have the cheese. It was disgusting. It was, (laughs) it was gritty. It had a texture that I had never tasted before I, and i love rb sandwiches uh-huh. so i was like oh this is gonna be delicious i'm just gonna show that meat in my mouth no girl it was like eating wet sand i'm sure i can't stand that smell of microwaved meat <laughs> like if you walk into subway i'm like i'm sorry i'm gonna literally throw up it smells like microwaved meat <laughs> I've never heard that, but now I'm going to go into a subway and sniff it. Do it, girl. So this is what microwaved meat t- smells like. So gross. It I, there's a couple, the only fast food places, like if I'm in an airport and I'm like, I need to eat or I'm going to die. And there's no other choice. It's like Bojangles. Oh, yes. Oh, talk about sweet tea. There's a yeah. good well, you know what? You're making me hungry. Let's. I, I want to know more about you. Tell our fans okay. like, what other projects you have going on. Well, I'm right now. It's all laser focused on this variety show. I'm hoping that it's called the Sherry Vine Variety Show, and I'm hoping that it does well because I'm ready to. I'm already thinking of season two. Fingers crossed, <laughs> and then hopefully we'll be able to get more guests. Like for this one, we filmed it in November. It was very very strict covid rules yeah so there was no flying people in and all of that it was like it had to be in la and um it you know we could only have 10 people at a time including cast and crew so so it was uh very restrictive but we we managed to do it so hopefully the next one will be a bit more like open but um, who can we look forward to this time can you say yeah, I mean, it's six episodes. They all, I was kind of pushed in a new, in new directions, which was amazing because originally I was going to do 
a parody, of course, like what's what I do huh. and for each episode. And then Out TV was like, absolutely no way. We can't, we're not doing any music rights. Mm. And then I was like, okay, which was, I had to write five original songs, which was great. It really kind of pushed. And it's still like, you know, I do a love ballad called I Want to Suck Your Dick. So it's not, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it's still very Sherry Vine, but you know, it did original songs and it was really exciting. But Jackie Beat is in every episode. You know, she's part of the company. Mario Diaz, uh, Bianca Del Rio is in every single episode, which was Who's so, that? of course, gracious. I've her. never heard of Bianca Del Rio. Oh, you, she's huge in Honduras, but. Oh, okay. Oh, she's, a, she's a newcomer. A new, yeah, okay, good. <laughs> and then we've got like Alaska, Bob the Drag Queen, Varla, Jean Merman, Candace Kane, Peppermint, Monet, Tammy Brown. Oh, it's, it's a lot of great guests. Too. Yeah, yeah, you got some great guests. So I think it's really funny and we'll see. I mean, we'll see. Huh? And other than that, I'm just so excited to grow. I'm so fucking excited to get back on the road. It's funny because Jackie and I were talking about it and she's just like, I, she's like, I'm happy to work, but she's like, if I could just continue to work from my living room, <laughs> not ever have to get on an airplane or a hotel, I'd be really happy. And I'm the opposite. I fucking live. I need the interaction. I need, I need the interaction. interaction. Yeah. And I yeah. live for it. I mean, I love being in that fucking lounge and I love being on a plane. I turn the phone. I don't ever have the phone or anything on. That's like my one time that I'm like kind of <laughs> disconnected and just reading. And I love, girl, I mean, I fucking love a hotel. I love it. So I, I really love a hotel. I love a lounge. And I love that when you walk into the Delta lounge, you always look for the person who has no eyebrows. And you're like, okay, there's my sister. I'm gonna go sit with her until my flight's here. There's <laughs> always somebody with no eyebrows. Exactly. I love being in the Delta Lounge and like trying to like see if there's any famous people. The only time I've ever uh, that I can remember of running into anybody famous was um, I don't remember where I was coming from, but the cast of Shit's Creek was there. Aww. And they were all sitting in a group together. And I, I didn't go and say hi because I didn't want to, you know, I know how that is when people interrupt me when I'm trying to like just you know have Chill. a breather yeah but I was like oh my god I love them <laughs> they are that would have been a difficult one to pass up because I feel like you I'm like I don't want to bug anyone but I would have been like wow I love them yeah I love them too they were <laughs> definitely good quarantine viewing for me in that final oh. season that that final episode I've never seen a more perfect series finale in my life because I still wanted it to keep going, but I was fine. I was okay that it didn't. I yeah. like, I have all the answers, all the loose ends. I, I usually hate finales also, but Six Feet Under, gorgeous finale. Yeah. Uh, Shit's Creek for sure was a really good finale. It was really good. <laughs> you know now, what was a really good show that I loved? And there, well, there's two. That I loved every episode, but the finale. Every episode, but the finale. One is Game of Thrones, which we're not going to talk about because I've never seen it. Okay, we're not going to talk about the the finale episode is awful. Other than that, to me, I loved every episode. And then I loved Dexter. Loved Dexter. And the finale was just so awful. Back. 
they're i don't know if it's is it all the all the way out again uh, they're 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 bringing it back bringing oh, i never watched back. that one either i agree i didn't like that ending and i was furious about game of thrones i know we don't want to open that can of worms but i've never been so mad at a tv show ever in my whole life because i was obsessed and eight I, years like, invested that's what i say i feel like i feel like i've given you so much and i've watched <laughs> the whole thing three times so I'm a huge fan and every single time I'm like, well, maybe this time I'll feel different. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, Do you God. have any shows that you like loved and then you hated the ending? Uh, oh my gosh. A lot of them. Um, Roseanne. I loved Roseanne. And then I feel it, I'm so torn because I feel like, Roseanne never did any better acting than she did in that finale. But that finale was such a fuck you to everybody who had invested almost a decade into those characters. It really felt like a, like a bait and switch and it left more questions than it did answers. And you're talking about before she, they brought it back. The, the original run. Yeah. They the brought last, it back. That the season. last season of that, she won the lottery, right? Yeah. So, <clears throat> all of a sudden, they were filthy rich, and it was just kind of like, eh. It was stupid. They got really stupid with it. It jumped the shark. And then at the very end, you're like, I've sat through this entire horrible season waiting for you to wrap this up in a really fun, nice, Roseanne-like way. And all of a sudden, you're telling me, no, none of that ever happened. Wow. <laughs> okay it was all a dream dang oh my gosh no it was just annoying and then when it came back i was like well maybe we'll finally get some of those things answered and it, no they didn't do it that first season before they booted her out and turned it into the connors was trash it was so good but the connors has become something really nice i don't mind it it's like i don't love it i don't like make plan a schedule around or whatever but i'll be like oh i can watch this and i'm like yeah it's very watchable. That first season of the reboot with Roseanne was not watchable. I haven't watched that. But they're rebooting a lot of shows, like a lot of shows. All right, we're going to listen to a word from our sponsors and we'll be right back. Mm. Welcome back. You're listening to Working Girls with Trinity the Tuck and Ginger Minge. Let's continue. That seems like more than one word from the sponsors, <laughs> to be honest. Mm -hmm. Um. I was so happy that Fuller House came back because I loved Full House growing up. Like that was my childhood. I love those people. Never and I it, it never got an actual series finale. And thank God, because um, the older daughter is like super uber Republican, like conservative. Yeah. I'm like, God, I'm so glad that. Oh, is yeah. that her and sister? Yes, but. Yeah. But she's totally balanced out by Jodie Sweeten, who's like this gorgeous party girl who loves everybody and is there the first one drinking and the last one out of the bar at night. Like, I don't I know. Why, I, I never watched it. I don't know why. It just never appealed to me. And I think John Stamos is like yeah. sickening gorgeous. So I can't believe I never watched it. I've never seen one. Well, maybe if he was like naked, we would watch it. <laughs> well, I just, it was just my childhood. Like I grew up with those kids on that show I'm, I'm that age you know um so i was really invested in it and it felt like such a, a kick to the stomach whenever <laughs> it got canceled and it was just like no real finale there was it was just more questions suddenly michelle has amnesia from riding a horse and now she's fine and she's on the monkey but girl i still can't wrap my head around it but i'm that's glad the it's show that, that's the show that's the difference in our age <laughs> 
stage right there because yours, your show was the full house and mine was the Partridge family. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know what um, show my grandparents, I was raised by my grandparents, uh, my grandmother would keep on TV and I, it made me watch it. Uh, little house on the freaking prairie, bitch. But I liked it. No, it was good. No. Girl, little house on the freaking prairie. Like, I there's nothing exciting about that show. That it, bitch in the hard front ringlets pushing the other one off Nelly. the in a wheelchair. That was great. It was all Nelly Olson. It was all like, about Nelly Olson. Yeah, it's all like uh, monochromatic, like nude on top of gray, on top of white, on top of green, like all their clothing. It all looks just like like there's a filter over the whole thing. I just was like, it needs something. You wanted to throw a little. I mean, I was super gay, so I'm like, what is this, Grandma? Like, I don't want to watch this. I agree, and I still to this day have this hang up about westerns or anything. Oh, I hate them in that time period because I'm like. Where's the Bob Mackie? Where is <laughs> yes. I mean, I will agree. It's not my favorite, but I find it very watchable. See, my thing is like, I don't, I don't have one genre of thing that I'm attracted to. And there are really no shows other than something like Schitt's Creek where I'm like, I have got to sit down and watch this. I have to know what's happening before the rest of the world spoils it for me. But I can just sit down and watch anything. And if uh, like, no. I find... Little House on the Prairie, very watchable. Well, I'm glad that you can watch it, and because I'm not gonna. You know, what I hated growing up was Chips. My grandmother used to watch Chips, and I hated it. Chips was terrible. Did you watch uh, Westworld? I okay. So look, I watched it until the last, the most recent season. I felt like after they got out of the Western like world, that it was kind of like, okay, I'm over it. It's I'm done. Oh, that's so funny. I'm the opposite. What I hated about the Western world was the aesthetic. Like the story <laughs> was great, and I was in it, but I was like, ugh. And then all of a sudden, in the last season, it's like, okay, I like seeing Dolores in a leather cat suit. Thank you. It's so like it's. I so, love to see the like when I watch it out. I'm always like looking because I knew that it was like all like animatronics or, or like you know not real. So I was like always looking because they would always put little things in there that were odd that weren't in that time period right. so i would always be like trying to find that little easter egg in the show that's what entertained me watching it but yeah well, i last, never watched last it. season is amazing i'm gonna have to i guess i'm gonna have to finish it i only watched the first two episodes i never watched any of it but what i did watch faithfully was supermarket sweep Oh. so of course i loved the original show well i guess I, not the original original because i wasn't even around for that but the one that everybody knows and, and thinks about of supermarket sweep the big one from the 90s i loved it growing up binge watched it again once the collection was released on streaming and then of course the new edition hosted by leslie jones featuring Jackie Beat and Sherry Vine as one of the most fun teams to ever grace that supermarket. What was that like? I mean, I'm sincerely, we had so much fucking fun. I mean, first of all, it shot, it, that was shot in September and we really literally had not been out of the house from like March until September. And <clears throat> that was just like, is this going to really happen? Is this really happening? Oh my God, it's happening. And it, as soon as we got there, they were so 
amazing. Of course, like everybody's gay. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Leslie is a huge drag fan. And it was sure is. she did not know that we were doing it until we walked out. And she's like, oh my God, you got drag queens. Um, <laughs> it was so fun. I mean, Jackie, of course, was really not happy that we lost. <laughs> I was just like, whatever. This was so fun. It was great. I was not happy you lost. I was it not. Makes sense. We were rooting for you. <laughs> I know. We lost by 18 cents. I know. What, uh, uh, the funny thing is, I was like, okay, we're 20 years older than this other couple that we're competing really against. The two girls were really fun, but I knew that this heterosexual couple was our competition. Uh huh. And, <clears throat> and the funny thing is they live five minutes from me and we hung out. Like I go over to their house and have coffee and hang out with them and their kids. They're so fucking cool and amazing. I love them. I love that. See, look, Supermarket Sweep bringing families together. Maybe we should do that. I would love to do Supermarket Sweep. How did, how did that even happen? Well, we were, uh, that was like November of 2019. Oh, wow. Got, we were asked if we wanted to audition or you know like whatever they consider an audition and we were like sure so we did like all these different meetings on skype and everything and we had to be in drag and then we had to be out of drag and then they were supposed to shoot in march the, like the end of march hmm. and then of course it got postponed and they got postponed and it kept going um but we had to jump through a lot of hoops honestly it wasn't just like hey do you want to be on it we had to do like on Skype the interviews, and then we had to do like mock games. Yeah. Wow, crazy! Yeah. So, um, are you gonna go on um, Supermarket Suite All Stars? <laughs> totally. That's the only good thing about not winning. <laughs> <laughs> Don't steal my line. That's my line. <laughs> He's gonna go on supermarket sweep all jars. <laughs> and they're gonna, there's just gonna be a bunch of like end caps full of glass jars. You have to navigate the cart through without breaking them off. That's, that's kind of funny, actually. I'm still waiting for them to do a drag race season of Elder Femmes, you know, the, the Golden I, Girl season. I would love to have like more icons. I feel like they just pick the most obscure and and young and which is great. We need that. Stop but, talking shit about me. But they, I feel like the casting needs to be a little bit more diverse. I definitely think. I think that's why I've really been enjoying UK Drag Race. Yeah, and yeah. Um, even Down Under. Yeah, you know I mean it's a little rough around the edges. Oh, she's real rough. It's rough, but rough. the girls are fun. The girls are fun, but she. Rough. I haven't watched it yet, but I do know Karen, and I love her. So I got to tour with uh, Ketamine and Anita Wiglet mm -hmm. and love them. And I toured with Maxi. Oh, Maxi did uh, that Comedy Queens tour that, that yeah. you, me and Jackie yeah. did. Yeah. She yeah. was our opener for that. And she's so lovely. So oh it was really God. fun to like watch these girls that I really enjoy kind of like. Yeah, I got to get into it. I did watch part of the UK and I loved it. Yeah, they're, they're, those are so, it's so good. It's so good. Um, I want to talk about. So how I know of Sherry Vine, how most people know, is that you recreate parodies of songs. That's your thing. Um, how did you get started in like, oh, I'm going to start doing parodies? 
It's funny because I honestly, I started doing parodies in high school. So like way a decade before I ever did drag. And it, I'm, this is a true story. It started because I was audition, I auditioned for The Wizard of Oz, the musical version that my high school was doing. And in my head, I was like, I have been in the chorus for three years. I'm a senior now. I'm going to be the scarecrow. It's a done deal. And I didn't get it. I got some small little part. And I was so furious that I quit. I was like, fuck you and your show. <laughs> and... And I was like, I'm going to write a filthy parody of every song. And then I'm going to Xerox it and put it in the programs. <laughs> I did not do, but I actually wrote a filthy parody of every single song. <laughs> that's how it started. And before I did drag, I would perform out of drag. And in my act, I would do parodies, but, you know, out of drag as a guy. And so when I started doing Sherry Vine, it was just kind of like a natural progression. So I have, you know, a lot of people think I started doing it with shit in my pants on YouTube, but that <laughs> a lot of exposure, but I've been doing parodies since high school. That's crazy. That's so good. The you Wizard know, of Oz brings out the worst in all of us. I have some horrible, <laughs> not proud moments <laughs> from, from auditioning for that show as well. I wanted to be the lion and they cast me as the mayor of the munchkins. You'd be what? an amazing lion. Well, I ended up playing it three times after that. But that first time, I was like, oh, no, it's my favorite movie, my favorite story. I, I think the, the, the three of us could do it. Yeah. yeah. Scarecrow, Tin Man. Oh, I was, I was thinking three wicked women. person. <laughs> <laughs> no heart. You're right. Okay. Now, <laughs> one thing that I find very interesting, knowing you on such a personal level, is that outside of the sherry vine persona you are a little more um i don't want to say conservative because that's not what i mean uh reserved reserved yeah yes you're, you're a little more reserved like you you kind of um wince at some things that people say like oh gosh that's a little too far like i've noticed that in the dressing room with sometimes somebody will say something and sherry will be like oh my goodness oh she'll close the pearls oh and it's like you're the one singing about shitting your pants <laughs> and you're over here oh <laughs> i secretly love it i just have to kind of pretend to be the nice one you know yeah oh so yeah. it's all an act okay. i love that <laughs> but the well, first I like time i noticed that i was like oh wow I feel like out of drag, I, I sincerely do not, I don't need, I don't crave the spotlight. Like if I'm in drag or whatever, then I want to at least be participating. It, it doesn't have to be about me at all, but out of drag, it so totally does not need to be about me at all. Same. I like to observe. Me too. I'm the same. Very That's why I have an annual pass to Disney. I like to sit on a bench and observe. That's why I'm on Grinder because I love to observe. <laughs> And reserve her <laughs> yes. and conserve now, <laughs> preserve, preserve <laughs> all of those herbs. We have a game that we've been playing with our guests on here. I it's kind of like two truths and a lie. I'm going to give you three titles of pornographic movies, two of them are real, one of them is fake. I want to see if either of you can identify the fake one. Okay, okay, all right. So the first one is the Jizzer of Oz, like <laughs> like Oz, kind of Oz. Oh, okay. By Curious George. 
and a Midsummer Night's Cream. Okay. Um, Trinity, which one do you think is the fake one? Say them one more time. The Jizzer of Oz. Okay. By Curious George. Okay. A Midsummer Night's Cream. I'm going to say by Curious George, but that would be a fierce porn movie. <laughs> Sherry, what do you think is the fake one? I think the Oz one is not real, sadly, because it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> well, we do have a winner, and our winner is Sherry. The, oh. the Jizzer of Oz is the fake one. By Curious George and Midsummer Night's Cream are real pornographic I movies. I that. But you can Google. <laughs> Let me tell you let me tell you, um, uh, uh, my first ever porn that I ever watched, I had to have been like eight to 10 years old. I snuck into my uncle's bedroom and he had like thousands, it seemed like, VHS tapes that he's like recorded porn. And I didn't know what it was. I just, I just thought it was like a movie or something. So I like went in because it was like recorded. So it just, it uh. didn't have anything on it. So I put, I popped it in the VCR because I was like, oh, let me, it's a movie. So, and then girl, it was a movie and um, it was called, what was it? Willy Wanker and the Fun Factory. <laughs> My first porn, we had a TV VCR combo, like a little one that um, usually stayed in my room, but my brothers had taken it to their room and they got a tape jammed inside of it. So when I took it back to my room and plugged it in, all of a sudden I see these really skinny boys like just going to town on these big girls. It was called Sumo Sue and the Fat Ladies of Wrestling. What? <laughs> yes, I'll never forget it. <laughs> and it turns out that my, my teeny tiny skinny little brother <laughs> really loves larger women. And that's how I found out. Well, that's so funny. What? I mean, I don't have a good story like that because they didn't have, when I was a kid, you know, we didn't have computers. It was a real to real. It was real to real, yeah. And I did, I think the first time I saw porn, I was in London performing with this youth choir and we <laughs> out and went to heaven, which was a club. And this yeah, is it's still there. Okay, this is a thousand years ago. Okay, a thousand years ago. And um, we are way underage. And we're at heaven and I remember seeing it um, in this one room or something they had, porn playing and I was just like <laughs> and you loved it that's and, and look at us all now that's when I got the knee pads <laughs> <laughs> well they were free with entry <laughs> well we've had fun with you today on our podcast I know this has been great it's nice seeing you and catching up with you I mean I adore you both and I miss you guys so much and Ginger I can't believe I haven't not seen you in person in like two years it's ridiculous so. I, it is absolutely ridiculous not it's, even in the Delta Lounge have we seen not even a Delta Lounge next time you're out here either of you please please come over we can hang by the pool and just it's it's really fun I love that. We'll do drag from the tits up and make all sorts of fabulous content. Yeah, don't, you don't want doing the Fat Ladies of Wrestling Part Two. <laughs> you don't want me to stand up. <laughs> so, do you have anything coming out soon that our listeners can can yeah, follow um, you by all that kind of stuff? Everybody, go to sherryvine.com because it's literally every single thing. All my social media links are there. 
There's all the information about the Sherry Vine Variety Show um, and where you can watch it and links. And then the schedule of, you know, it's not a lot right now, but it's starting to come back. So I have something in New York and then Palm Springs, um, Phoenix, Tucson. Um, I'm opening for Bianca on her new tour in the fall. So that'll all be on my website. And they can listen to your music where? Oh, honey, I uh, YouTube. Yeah. YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> These original songs will be the first time in my life that I could actually put something legally on iTunes. So coming soon. I love that. I love that. You will all be coming soon. <laughs> Everyone willing. <laughs> Well, we love you so much, honey, and I hope that you continue just to thrive because you always you. seem to. You're so fair. I love you guys too, and let's hang out. Yes, yes, All let's right. do it. All right. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye. Oh, I love talking to Sherry. Yes, I like talking to drag queens, and especially drag queens that have been around the block. They've done everything. Mm -hmm. They have so many stories. Well, and that's the thing. They've done everything that we are now doing and what we're doing now, they've already progressed past. So it's nice to talk to them and see what's next. Yeah. And, and she's still go like, not that she's old, but she's still going like her career is spanned from like mm -hmm. the early nineties to now and, and still doing crazy new Incredible stuff. Incredible things. Yeah. And it, it's, it's really nice to talk to people who are so successful that that's the word successful. successful absolutely because success is not really measured by one thing that you do one golden yeah. moment that you have yeah. if success should really be measured by how long you can propel that one moment yeah. into a full career and sherry is absolutely one of those people who have been able to do that and very sweet very, very sweet. sweet a drag queen's drag queen yes i love that mm -hmm. speaking of drag queens you can listen to us here every week on Working Girl, the podcast. You can also find us on the social media. So make sure you go to gingerminge.com. You can find all my information there. And trinitythetuck.com, trinitythetuck on all my social medias. Yeah. If you're not following us already and you're listening, then girl, what's wrong with you? Exactly. <laughs> we're fun girls. No, we're, we're not fun girls. girls. We're working girls. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.